Smith behind one to Thurston. Dummy comes back off the left foot and Thurston is over. So here is Farrah rolling it in. Oh, it's been knocked on. This will be a try for Josh Morris. Smith fires it away. Thurston goes out. Here's Greg Inglis looking for 17 and he gets it. Welcome to the Big League Magazine State of Origin 2 Review. It's brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you have a legal issue to tackle, give Slater and Gordon a call on 1-800-555-777. Now, I do notice on their website that uh, they can help you if you've been unfairly dismissed at work. We might have that for some New South Wales players. We'll get into that with Pam Whaley, senior writer from Big League Magazine. G'day, Pam. Hey, Jimmy. I tell you what, it's a real Game of Thrones here. First, it was Maria that's gone, the editor, and now Bowie Phillips, the national sales manager, last sighted at the Breakfast Creek Hotel this morning. Is that right? At about 10 a.m.? I think that's about right, yes. Unconfirmed reportings uh, on the, the whereabouts of Mr. Bowie Phillips. So it's just you and I, but not just yeah. you and I. Uh, ben Eichen and Danny Badir is coming up to have a chat about mm-hmm. that Origin game. Now, I've got to defer to you. You were up there mm-hmm. at Suncorp Stadium. First of all, how was it? And secondly, uh, you went inside the sheds. Give us an understanding of Queensland's dressing room compared to New South Wales. Okay, so... Game was awesome. It was amazing. It was it was quite loud out there. It wasn't as loud as people kind of talk it up to oh, be, I think. Misled. But yes, but it was amazing. What an incredible stadium. But hang, hang on just a minute. You were in the media box. So. <laughs> no, I was outside. I oh, was in right. overflow. So I was oh, in okay. the um I was in the crowd. So Okay. Yeah, did get in, in on the action a little bit there. But um as for the sheds, the Queensland sheds just had music blaring. There was the carpet. What, what was sort of music? Give us an understanding be, of what they're listening uh, to. Because I reckon a, Dane Gagai's tastes are a lot different to Cameron Smith's. Yes, I th- and I think Corey Oates as well. He had the moleskins <laughs> on afterwards, and he had. <laughs> Did he? There was. It was. I want to say it was some kind of country music. I don't know. Oh really? Yeah, kind of up tempo. Wow. So Corey Oates was the DJ. I don't know if he was the <laughs> DJ, but he fit the part. <laughs> anyway, um, New South Wales yeah. sheds. Dead silent. Mm. There was uh, Wade Graham and Boyd Corden were both in there, just kind of hanging back, looking at their phones, not really talking to anyone. And sure. Um, and then a few of the players came out. Greg Bird came out, and he just looked so busted. He just had bumps and bruises everywhere, and and you know I'd hate to see what he looks like today. The poor fellow would be in so much pain. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty. Pretty sad sheds to be in. On a separate note, Greg Bird went off with a head injury assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't he winded? Uh, he, yeah, he, I think he, he came looked off. winded. I think he came off second best in a uh, in a tackle. So that was suggesting abuse of the interchange there. But anyway, uh, we'll <laughs> it prob- happens every week. Well, well, that's the thing. That's <laughs> the thing. But anyway, you can't do it now because we, yeah. you know, concussion and, and so forth, and rightly mm-hmm. so, and rightly so. All right, so we're going to get through the big moments of the game, um, and then we have to look at the fallout and what's going to happen in the future for for both sides. I think it's going to be pretty easy for Queensland. They just cut and paste literally. If they do an Excel spreadsheet about who they're going to pick in the game. Peter Butros and Kevin Walters can just go cut, paste, game three, put all of them in there. Because even Sam Thider, who's picked up a grade two charge for the spear tackle on Paul Gallon, only misses two weeks, two games for the Broncos in the interim, he's right for game three. Yep. Amazing. Very convenient. Very convenient. Very convenient. Not that we're suggesting anything (laughs) towards there. Not at all. Of course not. Um, Big moments for you. I reckon it was a game that was littered with big moments. Yeah. It really was. There were the, there was so many of them, and I think that was because both teams were throwing the ball around a lot mm. more. I think we talked a lot about New South Wales having to attack a lot better. Yes. Um, in game two, and 
Queensland obviously expected it and came with their own with their own game and took their took their chances there. So a couple of long range tries, which were both pretty incredible. Tyson Frizzell's chase down and yeah. Dan Gagai was amazing. That was that was unreal. How did and he stay in? Like he literally by l- yeah. less than centimeters was able to stay in and not get his elbow on the line yeah. and be ruled no try. That's yeah. the thing with these wingers these days. They just know they I've asked several of them how they know where the where the line is and they say they just do so much training it's like a part of their body. Right. They just know where it is and where they can and can't go, I guess. It's just yeah, incredible. I, th- I thought that was a massive one. Yeah. If, if we get further down the track, the Michael Jennings, the, oh. the knock-on in the in-goal area where he stumbled and then he had another go at it and if he'd have missed it, it, it would have been great because Tyson Frizzell would have got his second try in his first game. But yeah. that's huge, mate. It, that's 20-all, kick to come. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... That's series defining. Yeah, he was copying a lot of flack, I think, for it as well. But I mean, you can't you can't knock a bloke for trying to ground, get a score an origin try, and he knocks on like that. That's just how things happen. He, Granted, Tyson Frizzell was right there, uh, but in the heat of the moment, you got to you got to try. There is no way Michael Jennings yeah. should cop flack for no. that. He can cop yeah. flack for a lot of other stuff that he didn't get in the game, which we'll mm. get to very shortly. But uh, uh, and then to be honest. The play that Queensland put on for the Corey H try is like, I'm still thinking about it now. Yeah. And if you saw it in the finals of the Australian Touch Football Championships, you'd say, oh, yeah, what a great touch footy move. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was state of origin. It was beautiful. It was magnificent. It was beautiful. That ball just floated it as did. well. And they caught they caught that ball with – Darius Boyd caught that ball with such precision so that it was not a an obstruction. Correct. Oh, just incredible timing. If they if they just practiced that move all week, I would not have been surprised because that was perfect. So envisage me here and you're running around me like Darius Boyd. You're over there. You're on my right side, yep. but I throw the ball not just to my left side, but far enough past the decoy runner so that it's not the obstruction that you talked about. And it just hung there yep. for an eternity. It just floated. Poor old Blake Ferguson was just stuck in two minds. Who do I tackle? I don't know. No one. He threw his hands up. Yeah, he yeah. did. He, he threw went, his hands oh, up. He went, what can I do? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I mean, that, that's just great play. So that's another one of the, the big moments throughout the course of the game. That uh, The other big thing is this. You, you look at the numbers that come out of it. You look at the individual numbers. You look at the um, the team numbers. This was the one that caught my eye, Pam. Queensland completed, completed at 91%. They completed 32 of 35 in an origin game. New South Wales at 70%. Yeah, well, that I think that is also a, a bit of a um, a consequence of New yes. Zealand trying to throw the ball around a little bit more and trusting. We know their defence is is there occasionally, mm. uh, but they obviously trust their defence, and that was possibly the game plan to not worry about giving away penalties, not worry about throwing the ball around too silly, too ridiculously. Let's just try and score some tries and trust that we can we can back it up, which I think is the right plan. Mm. It just um, you know, these little thing, those little moments, like we said, the Michael Jennings thing that we would be talking differently today if, if those things would have come up. Of course, so, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, new players. Mm-hmm. Um, none for Queensland, new players for New South Wales. Jack Bird from the bench, Tyson Frizzell to start the game. What sort of mark did you give them on their report card? Uh, Tyson, probably a 10 out of 10. I yeah. thought he did everything he Couldn't could possibly do, do. I don't yeah. think he could have done any more. Uh, and Jack Bird, he just has this swagger about him. Yeah. He's just this kid who has so much confidence. And 
I think he came in and, and really did change a little bit of the momentum there and he created a few things and, you know, he, I think he's definitely earned his spot. Well, the interesting thing, he came on for Adam Reynolds, which is probably not going to be the plan, yep. but it actually worked really well. Yep. So that's going to make it very tough for Laurie Daly. And, and you're right about Tyson Frizzell, like score a try, run down and nearly make a chase, do your, do your numbers with you carrying the football, do your numbers in defence. You can't do much more. No. You, you can't do much more. But this is the burning question coming out of State of Origin 2. And I reckon a mate of mine sent me a text message two and a half minutes after the full-time siren with his 17 for Game 3 oh, God. for New South Wales. Everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. Yeah. So does Robbie Farah, does Greg Bird, does Michael Jennings, does Paul Gallen get a third game in this series or does Laurie Daly start thinking about Game 1? of 2017 by picking the side that he wants for that game in game three, 2016. He said no last night. He said there will be no uh, changes for the sake of changes because mm. it, it, to quote him, he said, we need a win. So, but we ain't been winning. So, so okay, Laurie Daly, you're out of the job. Pam Whaley, <laughs> you're in the job. What do you do? And it's easy f- for us because we don't have, easy. we never have to suffer the consequences of our selections. Um, you know what? I think I I, th- I still think I would stick. I think my only change would be to bring Bryce Cartwright in for for you got to get rid of someone. Yes, this is the hard thing. Mm. I would bring uh, I don't know. I would say Dylan Walker or actually Michael Jennings maybe. Right. Uh, bring Car- Bryce Cartwright in, Jack Bird into the centres, and then Matt Moylan into six and uh, James Tedesco at fullback. Okay, yeah. okay. So they are significant changes, not not subtle ones, because they're they're key positions. Yeah, but I think that they do. There needs to be some. Uh, so you're going to leave. Heads you're going to leave there. Farrah there. You're going to yep. leave Gallon there. You're going to give Gallon the farewell. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I'm a little more cutthroat than you. Okay. Paul Gallant doesn't make my side for Game Three. Oh, it's so harsh. It's it's it is. There's yeah. no room for sentiment in sport, and and unfortunately. That's the thing that you've got to start. And in, in yeah. many ways, it's Laurie doing the right thing by Laurie. You know, because yeah. if, if, if Laurie loses the third game, then he's going to be under pressure to retain his spot. He's now had four series in charge. He's won one of them. You've mm-hmm. lost three of them. You know, prior to that, you speak to Graham Murray and your Craig Bellamy's and those guys. Two series, don't win, out you go. Yeah. So that's that's the type of pressure that he's been under. Um. So, so I agree with you. Tedesco's there. I'm going to keep Walker. Jennings is gone. Tom Trebojevic is in the side. So Ferguson's gone. Um, I'm going to keep Jack Bird there, assuming that Adam Reynolds won't play. So I'm keeping him in the halves with James Maloney. Nathan Peets is my hooker. Robbie Farah's out. Um, and I'm moving Josh Jackson to the lock position. And depending on whether Boyd Cordner or Wade Graham is fit, they're my left second row. Matt Moylan on the bench. Clemmer, Tamo. By the skin of his teeth, Tamo. Mm-hmm. And if someone can find me a better middle forward, I might, to be honest, I might even look at Trent Merrin and Bryce Cartwright. Okay. Bryce Cartwright. I think you've, there's an old coach from Queensland that says, if you always do what you always did, then you always get what you always got. Yeah, that's a very, that's an old proverb. It's yeah. true. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's, it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Correct. So they're the they're the changes I think we we 
<laughs> you know, you feel like you're involved. Come on. But it's everyone's walking around. I'm yeah. walking around today kicking stones, you know. There's a mm. Queenslander in our office. How annoying is that? Even you know? more annoying if he's from New South Wales. Oh, well, that is more annoying. Who's the New South Welshman that claims oh, we, No, we have a we have one in our office, yeah. Genuine weirdos. Just. Um, you know, Queenslanders are bad enough, but adopted Queenslanders, it's taking things too far. So there you go. So changes, I think, changes to the side for game three. Um, I guess we have to talk about Laurie Daly. If he does lose this third game, so he loses this series 3-0. Yeah. He's got one year to run on his contract. Is he under pressure? I think, yes. I didn't think so beforehand, but listening, actually listening to him in the press conference last night, I thought... Um, he said this a few times that what wh- he doesn't want to do to guys what happened to him. So he doesn't want to put mm. people into origin that he feels are not ready because mm. he feels he wasn't ready when he played origin. Yep. But I, so he wants to wait until he knows that they're ready. But I feel like that kind of gives off a bit of a losing attitude as well, because kids these days, and some of these guys like Jack Bird, Bryce Cartwright, they feel like they're, they feel like they're a hundred percent ready. They have so much confidence these days. I feel like Laurie Daly probably went into a team, yes, he was young, and if he didn't feel like he was ready, fair enough. But these kids, no, none of the kids that are kind of being considered feel like they are not ready, are dreading being picked for origin. And I feel like just get them in there. That, they want to play. Kids, are these these players are so different these days. They have so much confidence. I feel like it's a d- d- different story. Absolutely. That is yeah. a psychology. That's a personality. Yeah. It's not about an age. Yeah. You know, I, I, I yeah. spoke to Lyle Gorman, who's the boss of the Sharks, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, Jack Bird, I asked him about Jack Bird. I said, you know, what's he like? He said, Jack Bird wants to be the best player in the comp and believes he can be. Yep. And you sort of think, oh, well, I saw him play 20s at that time. I saw him play 20s a year ago. Yeah, yeah. He's got some stuff that happened. But now you go to now and you go, well, he's on his way. And and part of the part of the issue about being the best player in the comp is believing that you can be the best player in the comp. Well, he went up there and didn't miss a beat. Yep. Well, this is what we talk about these queens and all the time. They believe. Yeah. They believe these these guys believe that they can be the best players in the comp. Like I I asked Jack Bird last year at City Country last year when he mm. was picked for country, mm. um, because there was talk that he was going to get picked for Australia and other random things. And I said, "What if you picked for Australia? Are you ready?" And he was like, "Yep, hundred percent. Pick me. Yeah, I'll do a job." Yep. And I just could not believe the yeah. confidence of this kid who was a rookie, uh, but he could deliver. You know what it is? It reflects on us. Yeah. Because if someone asked me when I was 20, would you do that? I, I'd have said, oh, no, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not ready. Absolutely not. But, Get me and out that's, of here. That's, yeah. you know, and, and people have an issue with, oh, they're arrogant. No, no, no. They're confident. No, it's a strong mentality. And, and that's different. That's what, that's what is the difference and what has always been the difference between these two teams. Can I give you an example of that? There was a guy named Russell Crowe who was an actor. He well, still is. And, um, <laughs> he was. He, uh, he, he walked into uh, a guy named Philip Noyce was the director and he walked in and was trying out for a movie called Dead Calm. Mm-hmm. I think it was Dead Calm. No, it was, anyway, it was a movie that Philip Noyce was casting. And Russell Crowe walked in and said to him, it was about mid-90s, he said, I'm going to be the biggest actor in the world. And sort of Philip Noyce was telling this story 10 years later and he mm-hmm. thought to himself at the time, hmm, kid's, right get, kid's yeah. getting a bit ahead of himself. Five years later, he was an Academy Award winner after um, starring in two of the greatest movies of all time, Beautiful Mind and... Um, Cinderella Man? No, what was the other? Gladiator, that's right, oh, Gladiator. Okay, yeah. So, you know, that, it's that type of belief. Yeah. Jack Bird is the Russell Crowe of the National Rugby League. You've heard it here. You've heard it here first.
We've had the big moments, the fallout, the future to come on the Big League magazine. State of Origin to review brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you've got a legal issue to tackle, give Slater and Gordon a call on 1-800-555-777. Now it's time to hear from the legends. We'll catch up with Danny Badiris very shortly. But from north of the border, one of their favourite sons, Benny Eichen, has been good enough to join us on the line. Hello, Benny. I'm doing really well, thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Do I describe it best as basking in the glory of 10 wins in 11 series? That is the word, B-A-S-K-I-N-G. I'm in Sydney at the moment, and I'm a Queenslander Mm. who's subtly celebrating on the shop floor at uh, Fox Sports. Uh, (laughs) You visit that place regularly. You know how many Blues supporters work here? Yes. Suffice to say, uh, I've got a big smile on my face today. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, fair enough. I don't reckon you're enjoying it as much as... Dane Gagai, uh, incredible um, first player since, I think it was Greg Inglis back in 2003 to score three tries for Queensland. Um, it's an incredible story. Five weeks ago, Ben, he was crying into the arms of his teammate after a, a massive loss and, and personal loss uh, off the field as well. It, it's some story. Can you shed for our listeners a, a bit more light on the Dane Gagai story? Well, listen, I don't know much about uh, the personal issues he was facing at the time in Newcastle where we saw those uh, heartbreaking scenes. Mm. Uh, where he was crawling into the shoulder of Tarek Sims and uh, we all wondered why and hoped that, you know, there wasn't too many big issues in his life. But I I think that it's exactly what the case was, but he's dealt with them. And there was a a bit of public debate going on at the time whether or not his form, which has been affected, of course, inside a a Newcastle team that's been struggling, would warrant state of origin selection. He's been there before and... uh, the great part of this yarn is that when Kevy Walters, who was considering Kyle Felt, who was playing great footy for the North Queensland Cowboys, the reigning premiers, outside of Justin O'Neill, who we know got his origin debut this year, was that when Kevy put it to the senior players, Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, Jonathan Thurston, they took the loyalty line. They said, this, that's not who we are. We, we don't just trade players in and out off the back of a bit of poor club form. We're better than that. And we want to stick with Dane Gagai. So that's the way Kevy went. And haven't or hasn't uh, Dane Gagai rewarded them? He got a, a try yeah. in game one, three last night. And I couldn't be happier for him because he, he has been struggling. But this is what State of Origin can do. I've been that player myself in the past. Haven't been, haven't been great uh, going into Origin time. And all of a sudden, being around champion players in a fantastic environment. Just gives you a boost of confidence. I'm hopeful now for Dane Gagai. He can take this great form from the Origin Arena back into the into the Knights team. Mm, that's paying it back in spades, isn't it? You mentioned Kevy Walters there. Uh, he was really on a hiding to nothing for this series. If he lost, it was Kevy's fault because he's the new guy in. If he won, it was like, yeah, there was a setup there. The thing that's impressed me most about it is the way he's gone about it, Ben. Have you been impressed by that? Well, I don't think he was ever going to have an issue handling the the public side of coaching Queensland. I mean, he's been in the media now for a long, long while. He knows what to say and how to say it at the right time. He's played the game. He's talked up um, the interstate rivalry when appropriate. He's held back secrets um, when he needed to, but at least given enough fodder out there for us to to make a few headlines. Yeah, uh, He's an emotional guy. The thing I, I, I didn't expect was to see him so calm in the coach's box. You know, he's obviously channeling someone who's coached him in the past, who does nothing in the coach's box himself. But Kebby wears his heart on his sleeve. I, I expected to see a bit of jumping and uh, uh, fist-pumping glass like Mel Meninga did. Uh, yeah. Because Mel's a really composed 
sort of guy. But Kevy, he was he, he had the poker face on for both games. So uh, as I think Kurt Bacronk has said after the match on the record, uh, he sees a, a future NRL coach in Kevy Walters. He spent two games with him now as a, as a head coach, and we all know it's a big step up from being an assistant to a head coach. And he's got the support of his players that are that are saying he's ready to take a step into club land if an, oppo- an opportunity should present itself because that's not an easy gig. He came in after Bradman, yeah. Kevy Walters, and he's he's done a superb job on all fronts. Hey Ben, it's Pam here. I was wondering your thoughts on someone like Josh Papali. He seems to be he um, you know his career has kind mm. of had these ups and downs a little bit, but he played awesome last night and he has been going really well this year as well. Yeah, his last couple of years, I think for the Raiders, he's kind of stepped up. I think he's taken on a, a bit of a, a senior leader's role uh, down there in Canberra and um, got himself nice and fit and trim and he's been playing some big minutes or at least he started playing big minutes uh, for Canberra and now Ricky's starting to, to use him uh, a little bit more selectively but off the bench for Queensland he's been sensational. I mean he's a He's another big body, and you often hear coaches talk about body types, and he kind of presents like Jason Tomalolo up there in North Queensland. Uh, he's got good footwork, uh, plays with a lot of energy. Um, he got really good numbers uh, last night for Queensland. So I've got them in front of me here, 12 runs, uh, 127 metres, so there are only two right. people better than him on the field, Corey Parker and, and Greg Inglis, who himself had a stormer. So... Uh, they've made great use of him, and um, he's just one of a, a few guys there that play in the middle, and sometimes on the edge for Queensland have been doing a great job. Because when you look at the Queenslanders, generally it's the guys that have you know, all been tagged as future immortals that tend to get the raps. But you know, you, you just cannot play with uh, out time and space. And to get that time and space, those big guys need to be doing a good job, and that's what they've been doing for for, for Queensland. And Josh Papali has been a huge part of that. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you as well, you mentioned Corey Parker too, but how much of an emotional kind of advantage do you think they had uh, wanting to farewell him and um, obviously playing at Suncorp? It's funny, I heard Andy Raymond ask Kevy Walters on the morning of the game an interview that we ran on NRL 360 in our origin special when they said they hadn't spoken about Corey Parker and then in the match after the game, Cameron Smith proceeded to tell us how they'd used the Corey Parker retirement <laughs> <laughs> as an emotional trigger. He's a liar! Yeah, basically he is. So that's okay. He's a winner too. So you can, ah, you can do that when you're winning. True. Uh, and Mel Meninga, uh, again, to uh, quote someone from our little show, uh, prior to game one on NRL 360, said that Queensland have selectively used emotional triggers at times because when you get a guy, group of guys that have had that much success been playing that style of football for such a long time, it's hard to get up, isn't it? It's hard to get excited again. And I, I know Origin is this huge thing, but you do anything long enough the same way and it develops a, a bit of sameness about it. And I've got no doubt that Kevy and Cameron would have got together and said, look, this is a, a champion's last series. Let's send him out a winner. And you know what would be even better than just a win? Doing it in front of a home crowd. And that's what they did last night. And he got cheered off. It was brilliant scenes at Suncorp Stadium. Familiarity can breed indifference, Ben. Um but, you know, I look at last night and, and, you know, from my boyhood, it was Wally Lewis in in the State of Origin Arena. And then you admire other great champions like Laurie Daly and, and, and so on. But Smith and Thurston, Thurston and Smith, um, uh, do we do we recognise truly what Origin legends they are, given the fact they've, they've, I know they've been there so long and they've won so much, but it's a little bit like, oh, we see them every week and now we're exposed to them so much. 
Are we fully appreciative of just how great they are in that arena? Well, I hope people are. And that's the difference between the two teams. You can't tell me that New South Wales didn't have enough talent, didn't create, create enough opportunity to win mm. game two. Mm. And they, they had the same opportunity in game one. But the difference between the two teams is origin know-how. Yeah. Cam- Cameron Smith and Jonathan Thurston, throwing Cooper Cronk and Billy Slater when he's fit, Darius Boyd's, I think, gone close to fitting that mould. Darren Lockyer before him. They just know how to close out big matches. Yeah. And it's not always the stuff that you see on highlight reels. And, and that's the thing. When you go back through Wally Lewis's career, it's easier to talk about his greatness because he was doing great things every game. The stuff that Jonathan Thurston and Cameron Smith do so well often goes unnoticed. I mean, I, I love saying about Cameron Smith, the better he goes, the less you notice him because it's the players around him that go to another level. Mm. Andrew Johns could do that. One of those rare athletes that just has the ability to make players left and right of them appear better than what they are. I mean, I'll often say that Andrew Johns perhaps played some guys into origin and national jerseys that might not have got there without him. And that's mm. what Smith and Thurston have done well for Queensland. Uh, Lockie has set the tone uh, before Cameron took over as captain, but uh, Cameron Smith has um, carried on that tradition. And I I hope if we keep telling the story enough that Thurston and Smith will get remembered for the champions they are. Last night, um, Kevin Walters said that he thought that Cameron Smith was the best leader he's ever seen. Do you agree? Oh, look, that's a massive call. I I played in Cameron Smith's first State of Origin game, uh, which was Game 3, 2003. And I, I'll, I'll support the Gordon Tallis comment here that uh, Cameron Smith came into that side uh, as a youngster and was less nervous and more composed than most of the senior players in the team. We'd, we'd lost the first two games. He came in and played dummy half in game three. I think we ended up winning 36-6. Go figure. I don't know if that's a coincidence. And... Um, as a, as a leader, you would have to think that this sustained success that uh, Queensland has been able to build uh, under Cameron Smith off the back of that platform that was laid down by Darren Lockyer speaks to his greatness as a leader. I mean, I, I remember uh, Cameron Smith more so when I was the media manager of the Queensland side for a few years, that this is a guy who just moves at his own pace. So he, he was forever getting on a, a team bus five seconds before... We need to leave. You know, uh, he's, he, he just strolls out to training. He moves through things with such great ease. And when you've got his ability uh, to manage games, because he's the best game manager in the business, yeah. and to do it uh, under pressure, under fatigue, uh, on the biggest stage, then I think, you know, that's one of the great traits of a, a great leader. So from that respect, you have to support Thurston's comments. Ben, Pam, and I really appreciate you coming on the Big League Magazine State of Origin to review and at the same time being able to do a promo for NRL 360 on Fox yes. Sports. It's uh, yeah, yeah. You continue your basking over there at Fox Sports and uh, uh, big thank you in, in all sincerity for uh, coming on the program. That's fine. There's another New South Wales supporter walking past now. Yep, yep, New South Wales sucks. <laughs> suck Enjoy your day. Thank See you, Benny. Time. Out of the Queensland camp and into the New South Wales camp, not as... Well, there's not much busking going on as there was from Ben Iken over there in Camp Queensland uh, into New South Wales with former captain uh, Danny Badiris, uh, who was up there last night uh, leading up a, a squad from uh, Newcastle, some corporates up there, and um, he took the game in first hand. Danny, did it look any better live than it did coming through our television screens? Yeah, well, there's a lot of fight um, at times from the boys, that's for sure, and they give it their best shot. Um, I guess the, the big moments that... 
um, or in the game are always handled better uh, from Queensland, and that's the thing that um, goes against us at times. Just that those origin moments, those origin experiences that that group have had together together for the last 10, 10 or eleven years. Um, they just handle things a lot better with pressure, and uh, our boys just at times, you know, like got caught a couple of times on the fifth tackle, mm. not being able to get a kick, and you know, and then you look what Queensland did. JT did a beautiful sort of thirty meter kick, just and then got a repeat set, and then just keep turning, turning the, uh, turning the screwdriver, and, and that's what they sort of do. They just do mount pressure so so well, and, and absorb it so well as well. So that's why it's, it's a real hard uh, hard thing to to do, and, and a very hard team to beat. Absolutely. Danielle, I wanted to ask you, you have obviously played against Cameron Smith several times before. What kind of a beast is this man? What what does he actually do out there? How is he so good? Yeah, the, the calmness, I guess you could say, never seems to be flustered and that's always a, a sign of a good player. Everyone knows it's the time that they have um, to, to make decisions with the ball and uh, defensively, he's always in there um, blocking that middle up. Um, he doesn't shirk that part of it, that's for sure. And, and then he's still got the the brains to, to go with it to, to manipulate different areas of the game where um, he's just too good and um, you know he's a he's a fantastic player and someone that's um you know we'll, we'll talk about him for, for a lot of years to come and I'm still just blown away by that that record of 38 uh, yeah. appearances it's just huge and uh, you know I've, I've played a um, a lot of a few years there myself and it's I, I racked up more than I ever thought but for him I'm, I'm sure you if you'd asked him to think that he'd rack up 38 he's going he could go for another 10 10 or 10 or 12 games i reckon so he could never get to 50 so um it's just an amazing thing that to, to even think he you know to contemplate that you get him closer close to that well to back up what you're saying you know i have unbelievable respect for those people who are selected for origin and perform at that level and it doesn't get much better than cameron smith at the 23 minute mark he took a tap and so as a result of that the camera stayed on him for an extended period you know i'm talking 10 seconds yeah. He yeah. would not have blown out a candle. He was no. so like you, you see him interviewed when he walks off at half time. He is yeah. so composed, and yeah. everyone else is out of breath, and yet he's not. I, I guess that's the sign of the champion. Yeah, well, what they've had over the years is um, these experiences together, and he he would find um, the standard that he that he's performing at, and that team's performing at year after year, just getting better and better and better, and then all of a sudden he comes back. He can drop back a couple of gears, and then all of a sudden he's he's dominating the NRL at, at that level, and he can go up a couple of gears and dominate the Origin at that the highest level, and that's a sign of a not only a great player but um, a good team as well. And they've got gears in them, and they can they can go with with a good good parts of the game, and and then they can drop back and have a little breather, and then away they go again. And you know he's he's definitely someone that's um, he's ultra fit and someone that knocks out 80 minutes week after week, and. Um, He's not not only his lonesome there. He's got a couple of partners in yeah. you know, Thurston and Cronk who wouldn't blow out a candle as well. And then Darius is just you know he's he's a real underrated player for mine. And in a way where you know if Darius was someone like a, a Cam who came on straight away and and didn't have his you know Darius might have a little couple of issues with his um with his media back in the day. But if he came on and was uh, accessible like that, like uh, Cameron and, and Cooper, I, I think we'd be talking about. Darius as much as we would with those other guys and, and talking about um, being an immortal when you to come. Darius is a fantastic player. He's got so much smarts about him. The way he organises those plays out the back. I've had him here at Newcastle and lucky enough to play with him and just he didn't have his best time here at Newcastle but you just knew he was a, a real footy player that someone would, I'm sure, if he wants to go down the coaching ranks, he'd, he'd understand how to dissect the game, that's for sure. Absolutely.
Well, that's the thing about him is he kind of uh, just slotted into that role and didn't make any any mistake. He's filling in no. for Billy Slater there, mm. so he just made it look so easy, and it's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he probably, you know, his first forty, um, he just got got the job done, and all of a sudden, like I said, they kicked it up a couple of years, and away he went. Um, you know, setting up a couple of tries at the end there, and, and Dane Gay guy, like a guy at Newcastle who arrived down here a few, few years ago, and um, Gags will be first to tell you that. You know, he was off the field. He had, um, you know, issues with losing gear, being late a little bit, <laughs> been a little bit tardy and all sorts of various. But this guy now, like, he's, he's got a, a beautiful partner. He's, he's just had a, a little boy, uh, Dante, and then um, he's just gone a meteoric rise for him. He's yeah. all of a sudden, you know, he's scoring three tries in an origin, and he's the seventh person to do that. So um, it's just, it's amazing. It's awesome. That's what it's about watching, being a part of the club and being a part of the teams, watching your teammates and, and fellow um, fellow players just keep on rising to the challenge and uh, gags is at that stage and so confident at the moment. Might be really hard for you because you're pl- a part of the Blues brotherhood, but game three, forget about 2017, yeah. game three, 2016, do you make any changes to the side? It's a huge week of, you know, for, I guess, the coaching staff to work out what they want to do and select mm. it. Um, you know, you've got to think gals earn a right to... And all those players are, are there and won't be there next year. We have the right to maybe go out, but then you've got to start thinking about well, we've got to go to the process of next year. We want to be game one, have our team sorted that's had a bit of experience and that's a team that's going to take us forward for the next 10 years and, and hopefully we can turn the tables and do something like Queensland. I don't think we'll ever do or see that again. We're at the stage of 10 from 11, but when we do have our chance to really grind this into, into Queensland and have, have our vengeance, um, we've got to do it with some real style and some real some real uh, heartache, I guess, that's it's been wound into us over these last 10 years because it hurts. It really hurts. And um, I'm sure these players, these young ones, I thought the debutants were fantastic last night. Yeah. And the ones that played one or two games are... Have had a real big game, so um, you know maybe they do get on that road and, and try a few more out. But whoever they bring in, they've got to be there for the next ten years because that's that's the highly important thing of getting this cohesion that um, you know somewhere somehow looks like Queensland. Based on that, then you're saying no third game for Paul Gallen, no third game for Robbie Farah. No, nah, well it's a difficult diff, difficult one. Like I, yeah, I'm not prepared to sit here and say that, that they shouldn't play, but I, I just know that if they are to make changes. They need to make sure that they're going to run with that for the next lot of years. They can't just make a change just for the sake of making a change and then not run, not sticking to that. I think, you know, if they're going to make a change, okay, and they think that's best for the state to move forward, let's just make sure it's the right right change in the right position so we can all as a, as a state look forward to some brighter times. And um, you know, the, the guys, if they're not there for Game 3, they've I've done a great service to that Blues jersey. They've been fantastic leaders and players, and I'm sure if they were in that Queensland team, they'd be stars, you know, because they're that good of players. It just you don't get to pick when you play Origin, um, and it's just a shame that the guys um, at the moment have, have been against a, a team that's a once-in-generation team. But um, they're fantastic players, and you know, hopefully that it all works out for them, and maybe they do get a shot in Game Three. I'm not sure. Danny, every year we sit here after Game 2 or Game 3 and we have to kind of talk about some of the positives. Obviously, we, we have to talk about the negatives. Mm. New South Wales losing again, but we have to talk about some of the positives as well. And, and one of those is Tyson Frizzell last night. Did you What did you think of his performance? It was yeah, pretty inspiring. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And he's just been in around that um, set up for the last couple of years as a development player and he's got his chance. And that just goes to show that, I guess what Laurie's on the right track there and developing those players and giving them a little taste in the training and around the camp life and um, being involved in 
um, the preparation and all of a sudden he's got his chance and you know he'd like Wade Graham you know I'm sure he would have been another one and hopefully he'll get picked for game three and we can see what he's got as well and you know you've got Bryce Cartwright and whether or not I wouldn't mind seeing him at six and if Reynolds is maybe injured we could put Bird or, or put James Maloney at seven so uh, I used to always love having a big 5-8 in your team because you just got to show and go and get down and get on board a little bit. I thought New South Wales really worried. Um, uh, Queensland, when they were playing off offloads and all mm. getting on board around, around the footy, I thought that was um, some really good times and looked, looked pretty exciting. And um, on the on the back of that, you had a rampaging Tyson Frizzell. So I thought he was fantastic. And that run back when he nearly got Dan Gagai, was, yeah. um, I thought they'll, they'll show that for years to come yeah. as a uh, yeah. inspirational part of the New South Wales build-up. Yeah, it was incredible. So many highlights coming out of the game. Danny, we'll let you nurse your wounds, um, <laughs> both on field and off. <laughs> you incurred those after yeah. the big night. Um, we appreciate your time, mate. And guess what? It's on again next year. It is, mate. It always will be. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. There he is, Danny Vadiris. 21 games for New South Wales. Uh, great to have him part of the Big League magazine, State of Origin 2 Review. Remember, it's brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call. one 800 Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. Righto, let's wrap it up on the Big League Magazine State of Origin 2 review. It's been sad enough. Thanks, Slater and Gordon. We might need to give you a call, one 800 about anything. Uh, we had our predictions last week in the lead-up to this, in our preview of State of Origin 2. Bowie Phillips, uh, unfortunately unable to be seen with us, uh, last seen climbing the Story Bridge at about uh, midday today. Um, <laughs> nude. Uh, he, wasn't he, he was panning James Tarmow. He does not like James Tarmow very much at all. Might have been vindicated last night. Mm, um, I'm glad Bowie. he's not here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did say that Dylan Walker he, he, Dylan Walker would score a try. Uh, no. Which he did so not. He, he did not. Um, now, Maria, mm-hmm. via, where is she? New Orleans. She's in New York now. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Hello to Maria. Yeah, hello, Maria. Um, she said Dave Clemmer would score the winning try. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Now, Pam, mm-hmm. what did you go with? Uh, I went with that Corey Parker would score his first origin points. That did not happen. He right. He's still on a duck from right. 18 games, but I am going to back that up. I think they will give him a kick in game three. Surely. What, what a, t- a 28-2, they say, all right, here, here you, you go, this. mate. Yeah, right, fair enough. I, I don't reckon John, Jonathan Thurston would want to. I think he just likes to accumulate points. Mind you, he's the leading point well, scorer in the state of Oregon. No one's going to. Anyway. anyway. be so greedy. So you've done your prediction now yeah. for game three already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, mine was Greg Inglis would score a try. And my, didn't they try and get him over the line? GI. Wow. Especially in that first half. It was just one up for a GI. Didn't quite work. So uh, based on that, all four of us. We're not very good judges. <laughs> so I can't wait till Bowie comes back in our next preview for State of Origin 3. Uh, and he does his table. I think we're all on negative. Well, we didn't do it last time, so hopefully it's his one job. He's, he's having trouble with his cut paste from his Microsoft Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. but uh, His Commodore 64. <laughs> 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 we 
Word is he's working on that. Word is he's working on that. Uh, Pam, uh, I hope you enjoyed last night. Uh, it would have been a, a outstanding. Um, the fact you're up there and working is, is it's a bonus, isn't it? It's yeah, a, I'm a lucky girl. Yeah, that is very lucky. Uh, congratulations to the great Queensland side. They have won their 10th series in 11 years. They are truly a great side. Hope you enjoyed the review. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with our preview of State of Origin 3. Go the Blues. Smith behind one to Thurston. Dummy comes back off the left foot and Thurston is over.